Theater of Heels, Chapter Twelve. There are no small parts. Time to make my curtain call. The man standing in line before him glanced back at him. I'm sorry, sir. Did you say something? Jefferson smiled at him. I apologize. Please forgive an old man for talking to himself. The man nodded uncertainly. Oh, um, okay. Jefferson looked around at his audience, then checked the camera angles of the bank. Next, the teller called. The man in front of him gave him one last odd look, which Jefferson returned with a genial smile. He could play the part of the fool until it was time. Speaking of which, he looked at his watch. The time was nigh. While all the tellers were otherwise preoccupied, Jefferson stepped forward and extended his hand. It became gray and misty, and a moment later, his palm flashed as a bolt of lightning shot up and crashed into the ceiling above. People screamed and scrambled back from the thunderous explosion of sound. Jefferson frowned. All their eyes weren't fastened on him, but the singe mark on the ceiling. It was time to command his audience's full attention. He cast off his cliché trench coat and fedora, and spoke with his deepest stage voice, "Ladies and gentlemen, if I may have your full attention, I believe some of you know me, but I fear there are those among you who do not. I am called." His body shifted and exploded outward in the form of a storm cloud. Jefferson's semi-humanoid face was complete, with lightning-like eyes and mouth, and two cloudy, arm-like appendages. He bowed and spoke in a thunderous voice that had to do more with his training as an actor than his storm powers. The Weatherman. They gaped at him. Oh, and this is a robbery. They still stared at him silently. He sighed. What that means to you, gentle folks, is that you play your part. He pointed a cloudy hand, and lightning arced, blasting the ground before a fresh-faced, overweight guard who was drawing his pistol. Everyone screamed, including the guard, who pointed a shaking pistol at him. Jefferson swirled his cloudy hand around the guard's pistol, and a spiral of rain and sleet and wind. When he pulled his cloud away, moments later, the guard's pistol and hand were encased in a basketball-sized sphere of ice. The guard stared numbly at his hand. "On the floor, dirty Harry," Jefferson commanded. The guard frowned. "Who?" Jefferson rolled his lightning eyes. "I mean," a gust of powerful wind blasted out of his cloudy hand and knocked the guard back on his butt. "Get down!" More people screamed and ran for the doors. Not just yet. He reached out with his arm, and another wisp of his dark clouds form snaked out as fast as the wind itself and spread before the door. The tip of the cloud became a miniature tornado. People crashed into each other, avoid slamming into the cyclone. No one leaves until the performance is done. Now I would greatly appreciate if everyone lay on the ground. They all did. Save for one elderly woman with a walker, Jefferson pulled up a chair with a tornado grip for her to sit on. Sit here, gentle lady. While it's true, I am a monster. 
That doesn't mean that I am without some decorum. He regarded the room. Ladies and gentlemen, to be perfectly honest with you, I am not at all interested in your money and valuables. As a once starving artist, I can appreciate your need to hold on to your income. I, however, do not share those same concerns with your bank, which finances are in fact insured against this very thing. From the folds of his clouds, he produced two sacks that he held up before a couple of tellers. Ladies, if you'd be so kind as to fill these up with money. The bank tailors began quietly filling the bags, their eyes darting from one and another to their task. One teller shook as she worked. There, there, my dear madam, Jefferson said. This shall all be over swiftly, and I shall be nothing more than a bad memory. I do not wish to harm you or anyone else here. Halt! shouted someone behind him. Jefferson drew himself up without looking. Your timing as ever is impeccable. I said, Halt in the name of righteousness! Oh, come now. That line is droll even for the likes of... He turned around and his features fell. Who are you? Standing before him was a young woman wearing a purple World War I pilot helmet. She held some sort of weird gun in one shaking hand. But despite this, she answered bully. I'm here to serve justice. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the sky ship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.